Bolt-On Technologies, automotive software solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-On Technologies software provide customer vehicle condition reports, including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Live from the Johns Refrigeration Media Center at the East Valley Institute of Technology, this is 88.7 The Pulse, KPNG, Chandler, Phoenix, and KVIT, Apache Junction, Goldfield, Ghost Town, Arizona. This is Wrench Nation. Car talk, car culture, car tips, car music, all that is car. Wrench Nation Car Talk. Call or text your questions now. 480-655-8870 with your hosts, Frank and Steve. We're back for another edition of Wrench Nation. Did I see on the notes... Show number 96? 96. We're old people, man. We're old. Wow. old. This is an old show right here. We've been doing this since before time. Yeah, and, um, I, you know, gosh, 96, that's a big number. Yeah, we're almost to 100. I'm saying we got to have a, cel- a celebration at 100. At Steve. 100, a big celebration. Maybe we do something. We'll, like, go up to Alaska or something. Yeah, let's go to Alaska. We need. <laughs> we <laughs> Let's go look for gold. I watch Gold Rush every week on, on uh, A&E and Discovery. All right. And so I want to go up and look for gold in Alaska. Let's do that in honor of the 100th show. I'm saying, but I don't think there's any gold. <laughs> Welcome back, you mechanical maniacs, Frank, Steve, Fool's and Mr. Gold Wally. Joining gold. with you, uh, your car care little corner uh, where you guys get to relax and the real radio and your real car care questions. And by the way, thank you guys. You guys actually, we had a few quizzes uh, over the last past few shows. And I think it went well because you guys sounded like you answered true blue. You weren't like Google, Wikipedia. And we appreciate that honesty. And you guys rock. So welcome back. And if you're catching this on the podcast replay, you know, we upload that every Sunday. Uh, We appreciate you guys. Show number six. I'm excited. Uh, This show is all to do. The dedication. The need. The speed. And the spirit. Wait a minute. That that didn't sound right. That's my NHRA drag racing sound effect. Wally, that didn't sound like a burnout. <laughs> <laughs> it, it sounded like he went a little south about it, 300 feet. Dude, that sounded like a Volkswagen <laughs> okay, Beetle hold on, taking hold on. off. Wait, we got to redo tires, that. Squeal tires, squeal tires. All right, on. we're setting up the show, baby. This is the NHRA edition, but we need the proper background. Yeah, I don't know if I was going to get this. Let's All see. Right. Well, let's try it. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we Here's go. something. All right. Are you ready? Oh, we're probably going to have to watch... No, that didn't work. That's like, that's like stepping <laughs> on the brakes, isn't it? <laughs> all right. Well, our sincere apologies to all you NHRA well, officials. Well, we, we had the engines revving there. That's right? okay. We'll find it. But bigger than that, people, man, you guys turn up the knobby knob because we have a show for you. You know how we do here at Wrench Nation. We've got some special guests that will be calling in here in a little while, and we've got... Uh, some driver interviews straight from the track. Now, you guys know uh, we've got the races this weekend. The Big Daddy races. Wally, every year you wait for these races and your coffee starts shaking and your kneecaps almost fall off. Tell the people what's coming to town. Just about 11,000 horsepower strapped down tight, turning 1,000 feet at about three and a half seconds. And oh, about snap. 330 miles an hour. 
Oh, my goodness. On a regular basis, I might say. That sounds like the first date with my wife. It was real brief. (laughs) Uh, So you guys know we are dedicating this show officially as we'll read it to you without any drum roll or affair. Everything you wanted to know about those top fuel and funny cars. This is your special edition. We're going to dive in, talk about the the science behind the madness. It's actually, uh, it's more than just madness. We certainly don't want to bring it down that simple. There's a lot going on with these funny cars and Wally, you've been around that scene respectfully for so many years. You've seen some changes in the NHRA world of funny cars and top fuel. I have a picture. Uh-oh. I have a picture. Oh, goodness. Yeah. You know, when I was 12 years old. All right. At the drag strip with Bill Grumpy Jenkins at Race Pro Stock. Oh, wow. Now, if you're really old, you'd remember him. But that's how long I've been a gearhead. That's how long I've been into drag racing. Um Worked actively about 20 years ago, traveled on the road with him for three years uh, with Jim Epler, the first 300-mile-an-hour funny car guy. Got to know a lot of these guys personally. They're still friends. They're still out there having fun. Uh, that's what makes the whole well, thing go. Well, that's the community. Right yeah, there. And that's what makes it special in True Blue. You guys know, big fans, NHRA. We know you listening. Uh, you guys know that. And so this show is dedicated to that. We've got some surprise guests for you. We're going to tease that out. But uh, I got to tell you, Steve, back in the garage this week, uh, we had a situation. You know, here on the, on the show, we don't have a crystal ball to all your car care conundrums. We're going to be true blue about it. Right. But I will sound like a broken record purposely. Don't in- you have, like, the mechanic ESP so that when you come in, you well, literally can read the car's mind and say, oh, I know what's wrong. I'm look at it. Just- I'm, try- I'm trying to trademark vehicular whisperer. Right. <laughs> I mean, do people people expect that exactly. You're the vehicular whisperer. The whisperer. <laughs> but people expect that from you, don't they? Like, you know, well, I'm well, going to tell you what it's doing, so what's wrong? Well, well I got to look at it. Well, why don't you just know? No, man. And, and it's I think season wrenches, this is the problem. And, and I think, Wally, you probably go through the same thing. You're at a traffic stop, and we're sensitive. Like, we hear things under hood and, and smell things under hood to the car, three, three cars behind us. And we're yeah. like... Honey, did you just smell that? That's a coolant leak. And she's like, what are you talking about? I can't see or smell anything. Um, But what I'm saying, back to this point, and please, people, you guys have been hanging with us for a long time. If there's anything I can tell you as a priority, especially my first-time drivers, please. We had an incident in the garage this week, and I'll just tell you straight up, I was pissed off, pissed off to the point, and I'm going to say something here. Jessica... One of our advisors, she's a rock star. We had a car come in, and it was a post-purchase inspection, right? Means you bought the house, but you didn't inspect it. You need to do a pre-purchase on a vehicle. You need to do a pre-purchase on a house, people. This kid brought this car in, and this car was a driving nightmare of a hazard. Wally, the fuel pump was boogered up. It had wiring. It looked like somebody grabbed wiring out of like an antique lamp. Wired up the fuel pump, popped it back in, ground wires exposed. It was just horrible. Well, I got to tell you what. My point is, please, people, get a pre-purchase. And I got to give a shout out, not only to Jessica from our garage there, Desert Car Care. She and many of you other mechanics out there that have actually taken this extra step. Guess what Jessica did? She went down to the place, respectfully, where they sold that used car and said, hey, what is going on? You sold this car. I realize it's used. 
but you got a bad NASA project happening back in this back, back trunk area where the fuel tank is at. Right. And they said, you know what? We'll take care of it. That is a win. Wow. That is a win. Yeah, good I'm for them. Telling. So my point is, people, don't go that far. In fact, mechanics will want to protect you at every level, but man, give us a fighting chance. So if you buy something, tax season's happening. You know, uh, we've got the new car review coming later, and maybe some of you guys, hey, Frank, I ain't worried about it. I'm buying a new car. But if you're buying a low-mileage car, get it checked out. Take it to a certified professional, all right? And, and no disrespect to Uncle Louie. Uncle Louie may know about cars, but he may have missed a few Uncle Louie might be a little outdated if he's not been working well, in the business Well, I like recently. Uncle Louie. I like, don't, you know. Things have changed, though. Yeah. Things have changed. Things so have changed. Yeah. Time for some news. Well, all right. We got your ever weekly so important. In fact, stop what you're doing right now. Because you guys think autonomous vehicles are safe, don't you? You can't wait till you get in one and you can just like shower. You know I hate them. I think you're obsessed (laughs) with the damn thing. Well, we have to talk about this. Yeah. Well, yeah. What happened? Well, a Waymo autonomous vehicle. Oh, they're in my neighborhood all the time in Chandler. You guys listening on the podcast or perhaps you're chiming in from uh, Listen Live link on the uh, live link at uh, you in New York, Washington. We should partner with Waymo. They should only play us all the time. I tried. They don't want to mess with us. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Right here in Chandler, guys, if you're listening from, uh, you know, outside the Chandler, East Valley area of Phoenix. We are considered like the capital right now of autonomous vehicles. Yeah. It's happening. We see them because of the weather, the good weather, the road and, conditions most of the time. And, and we're taking pictures and we're like, oh, look at that. But for the first time, I think in recorded history, an autonomous vehicle ran a red light. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Uh, that's Did it right. hit anybody? Well, they didn't. Um, well, you guys good. can find this on YouTube. It's all over YouTube. But, you know, I don't know why the individual that recorded this was just randomly recording. It was late at night. They were at a traffic stop, and they were just recording a traffic light. I don't know if this was set up by the arch rival of Waymo. (laughs) Maybe. You know, they're mudslinging just like they do. Uh, You know, brands can compete quietly. But it looks legit. Here's the Waymo. It's at it. And this car that's recording is the light changes. They have the green, and they get ready. And they're in there, and they're like, oh, wait, did they just run that? And they recorded that. So I have a question for you, people listening. I need your participation. You can text in right now, 480-655-8870. That's what we're talking about. Do you think, was it the computer or was it the driver driver? Because there is on these Waymos, so you know, there is a driver. They have to. In fact, um, it's law. I know that Congress is working on uh, making that widespread and making that, hey, if we're going to autonomous, you got to have somebody in the warm-bodied seat behind the wheel. You're not going to, that's not happening anytime soon. So the question again, do you think it was the computer that was at fault running that red light on that autonomous, or was the driver asleep at the wheel on this technology? Then you have to try to, well, if, you, if you're actually trying to guess that, you have to try to guess whether it's the Democrats or the Republicans' fault, and there's no answer to that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Oh. There's no answer to that, so how could there be an answer to computer or person? I'm going to say it was more likely the person. I'm saying, I'm not going to tell you what I said. I want to hear what you have to say. All right, text at 480-655-8870. Who do you think might be more at fault? The computer or the driver? Autonomous car running a red light. What do you guys think? Give Every us a call. engineer I've ever met always will say, operator error, sorry. That's right, and you guys stay tuned. 
Uh, we got everything you need to know about nitro cars, funny cars, and uh, some privileged guests calling in. You guys hang in there. French Nation continues next on 88.7 The Pulse. Don't go anywhere. This is Wrench Nation with your hosts, Frank and Steve. Yes, we are back. 480-655-8870. I don't know how to say oh today. Why are you, big Brit? Tony yeah. D from New York. I was trying to get him my New York accent. He says it's going to be the computer whose fault it is for the Waymo running the red light drunk. Well, I'm just saying those New Yorkers, they're pretty smart and yeah. intelligent people. No, it's not my fault. I'm not going to let you know what I think. Wally, I'm going to ask you that Waymo Autonomous ran through it before we dive into NHRA topic and get our, our boy JB on the wiser advisor. Who do you think was at fault? Was it the driver or the computer, this autonomous vehicle running a red light? I'm guessing the driver. I'm thinking somebody just was cheating, you know? I yeah. Mean, I mean, All right. Because, well, because I saw the video, they're taking a left. Yeah. So, so it's not like a... Yeah, sleep at the wheel kind of thing. Well, we'll see. We want your answers. But uh, shout-outs, man. You know what? We're just dedicating shout-outs completely, completely to all, all, all. I had a little scratch action because uh, that sounded horrible. Uh, All you guys, man, hanging with us on Facebook, we want to just thank you for that. Uh, We try to do our best uh, to give you guys some good content, some real content. Uh, So thank you. Thank you very much. If you're new to our Wrench Nation Facebook uh, participate. Your comments are huge. Uh, your interaction. It's your show. So thank you very much. That's your shout out uh, for this week. Here's another text, by the way. Both the driver and CPU could be at fault. The CPU failed to recognize the red light and the driver who has, still has control of the braking in emergency situations obviously failed to do so. I like that. I yeah. like that. Um, but the question is like, is, so is, is the human driver the fail safe or is it the computer fail safe? That'd be interesting. Maybe we'll do a show topic on that. Hey, this week we're talking about NHLRA, people. All that goodness behind uh, what is just a monstrosity. You guys have possibly seen that on TV and maybe not have been to a track race. I invite you this weekend, uh, formerly was known as Firebird Raceway. Uh, we don't want to say that, of course. But Wild you, Horse Pass. I know. It's oh. Wild Horse. But a lot of <laughs> listeners still still call it Firebird. I still call it Firebird. It'll always be Firebird to me. And I'm just saying, my point is, you need to get out there and do yourself a favor. Take a few neighbors that have been getting on your nerves. <laughs> and then I'm going to go to Compton Terrace and see a show. Take your neighbors that maybe they painted the wall the wrong way and it affected your view or something and say, hey, you know what? Let, let's go to the races. Shake them up. They'll be a changed individual. <laughs> Make put a smile, a little bit of top fuel smile action. Uh, you know, under throttle, these dragsters can consume 11.2 gallons of nitromethane per second. Yes. People realize. A 747 is consuming jet fuel about the same rate with 25% less energy. Wally, that's huge, man. That's a lot of power. Yes. Now imagine strapped in between the rails, tiny rails of chromoly tubing being propelled at about 330 miles an hour headlong down the track, hoping the brakes and the parachute are going to work on the other end. So what you're saying is... um, you take a go-kart. <laughs> I mean, literally. Put a dado bottle on it. <laughs> like, you guys have seen this on TV, and it's exciting even to watch it on TV. But if you don't get down to the track, you don't really see. And the nice thing I really admire about NHRA, it's an approachable sport, man. You know, I love NASCAR. NASCAR's cool. But, you know, it's like, well, I got to have a ticket, extra this, that. 
you know, NHRA, man, you're down there. You're down there with force. You're every, down there every with Every kick, it's a pit pass at NHRA. And yeah. you can reach out and touch these guys. You can smell the nitro. If you've ever been in a riot, it smells just like tear gas. And then what do we call those individuals? I've been known to be an individual like that, and they're called, what do you call them, rope rats? <laughs> <laughs> nitro heads. <laughs> nitro heads. But, no, but seriously, you got to go and check it out. Um, I, I'm not trying to plug the race more so that I'm trying to plug, maybe get it off your bucket list, people, and that's something you're going to be addicted to. So let's talk about the frame and the structure. Over the years, Wally, other than probably making these things a little more lightweight, right, has anything changed in the design safety structure. Well, safety, safety, safety. Yeah. In fact, we saw it last weekend or two weekends ago in Pomona, the opening race uh, out of California. Uh, Brittany Forrest, last year's top Gosh. fuel champion, uh, yeah. got away from her. She got into the wall. First thing that happens, the whole front end of that dragster folds back, but that's by design. People, like, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's absorbing. It's your crush zone. It's the same thing. The actual pilot or the driver is in, encompassed basically in a cocoon, a carbon fiber cocoon with tremendous amount of padding inside, only because over the years we've learned G-forces, impact, things like that. So it's really gotten to the point. I mean, believe me, it's not safe by any means, but it's the safest it's going to get when you're sitting inside some 4130 chrome molly tubing going 320 miles an hour. She was going down. I saw the video on that. And uh, thank goodness, I, I forget the gentleman that was racing her, but he had some grip issues as well. Right. So he wasn't there for her to come over in the lane. Otherwise, exactly. it would have been two of them. So if you guys can just imagine, it was about half track, maybe just before half track. She just, gosh, it almost looked like she was going to, you know, flip it quite a few times. She just kind of flipped it over. Um, and she actually, thankfully, made out with, I think she had some bruised ribs. And, yeah, yeah, bruised you know, lung, a few other yeah. things. I mean, but fairly certain, haven't got a confirmation yet, but I'm fairly certain she'll be racing this weekend with no problem. Yeah, we hope so. We hope so. Um, and speaking of which, you guys know that, uh, you know, traditionally it's a quarter mile track, but because of safety people, they reduced it. They gave folks a, a, a longer stretch. It's a thousand foot. Right. And, um, and, and one of the reasons why is just Went from 1,320 feet to a thousand feet even. Yeah. Um, talk about that. What's happening in these rails, um, when they stop, how are they, let's get back to basics with a top fuel, funny car. We've all seen the parachutes, right? Um, how's that design evolved over the years with that parachute because that's a big deal well they've gone from a single parachute to dual parachutes so depending on how quick you want to stop you can either pop one chute or two chutes and the brakes where it used to be you know basically brake shoes back in the old days um now they got carbon fiber uh rotors on there that will stop a 747 so now it comes down it's not so much the brake apparatus itself it's can you get your rubber to stick to the floor uh, and get you stopped? Because what happens is it goes into a little bit of a bounce. And once it starts to bounce, you got to get off the brakes, you know, to, f to flatten it out and then reapply again. Kind of like ABS. Definitely. there That uh, will make the difference. And so you guys know, stick with us because we've actually, uh, we've got some live interviews. And we also have some taped interviews. Uh, uh, won't mention the drivers at this point. 
Uh, well, we're we got, just a couple minutes out, man. Well, and, he, and he did win in Pomona. I know, but it, well, let's just say it. Well, who do we got calling in here in a little bit? Hey, Doug Coletta. Whoa, snap. That's a clappy clap. Let's get some claps. <laughs> Doug is going to be calling in, you guys, you race fans. Uh, we're going to talk with Doug Coletta. But you mentioned something. Um, you know, this whole process of stickiness, and we're going to get to some interviews later, later on the show, some taped interviews. We were out at Test and Tune. Yes. Uh, that burnout, there's some strategy there. Oh, yes. It ain't just happened to make us fans happy. No, no, but it sure is a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun, no doubt. Uh, we're going to get to that strategy as we go. Uh, it is incredible the kind of horsepower that's put together. And if you don't know, gosh, between race events, what are they doing in the pit? They're tearing that puppy down. All the way down. All the way. We're not talking about, well, let's change one tire. No, no, no. No, man. Down to the bare block. Yeah. Down to the bare block. Any main bearings. You know, you you got a guy, you know, jumping in the bottom. You got a guy pulling the heads off. Actually, got two guys pulling the heads off. You got a left head and a right head guy. You got a blower guy. They go completely down to the bare block. All in 75 minutes. Yeah. I mean, we're going to have more tips and uh, some facts for you. If you'd like to call in and join in the show, 480-655-8870. Stay tuned. We got, uh, boy, oh, boy, we got champ Doug Kalitta coming in, people. You guys can hang in for that interview. Ranch Nation continues. This is Ranch Nation with your hosts, Frank and Steve. And Wally Cahill here, too, today. On Red Station, and we got somebody special on the phone. Frank, who do we got? Well, I'll tell you what we're privileged to have. We have Mr. Doug Kalitta, top fuel drag racer, Kalitta Motorsports. Welcome to the show, Doug. Well, thank you for uh, having me on today, guys. Now, what we're talking about, we can't give Mr. Doug Kalitta an intro without a little burnout action. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Doug. How are you? I'm doing great. Yeah, still here in Michigan. Uh, looking forward to coming out to uh, Phoenix this weekend. Well, we are as well, and we wanted to thank you so much. Uh, we spent some time uh, during the test and tune. Lots going on, and you just came off of a tremendous Pomona win. Congratulations. That is awesome. Uh, yeah, I appreciate that. What, uh, what's on the shoulder from a win like that coming into that next race? What do you... How do you prepare for that? Yeah, we're, uh, we tore up a lot of parts. <laughs> it was uh, one of those days out at uh, Pomona, but uh, the wind light kept coming on, and, and we weren't complaining. But uh, So we uh, we had some regrouping to do, um, really just a couple motors, which um, for my guys is really not that big of a feat to, to get our inventory back up. And uh, So, yeah, we'll be uh, charged up and ready to go again. Uh, the you know the NHRA coming to Phoenix is is a big deal for uh, for my team. I always enjoy running in Phoenix, and uh, you know we're carrying a lot of momentum uh, with that win at the first race. So uh, we're looking to do it again if uh, you know the player cards right. You know, one thing, Doug, you got to know it's like it's cold here. It's about sixty one degrees right here, which is for Phoenix is a little bit chilly. Now I'm I'm sure back where you're at. Or is it 70 degrees back where in Michigan right now? Because the whole country is topsy turvy with temperatures. Yeah, right now it's 38 here in Michigan. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> well, so 50 uh, sounds really good, actually. So, uh, but well, no, our cars uh, perform a lot better when it's cool. 
So yes. I think what you'll see for the fans and everybody, you know, there'll be some incredible runs. Incredible um, runs. In fact, you know, as it gets later in the day, I, I know your your top tuner there, Jimbo. He he's on it this year on you directly. Nobody else. He's not splitting his talent anywhere. You guys are probably looking coming off. You know, Pomona, like you said, you know the momentum that you carry in. This might be your year, but you're off to a heck of a start now. If you can do a one-two punch, maybe you can get some of those other guys up on the ropes right to start with and mess with their head. Yeah, that's exactly what we're trying to do. Um, you know, Jim does a great job tuning my uh, Mac Tools car, and uh, you know it's going to be big power, you know, and uh, in good condition. So it's going to be a, a lot of fun to drive that thing this weekend, and uh, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Doug, we've talked to a lot of drivers uh, out of the Kalita Motorsports camp when we were out there doing test and tune. One of the questions we asked was about the burnout strategy. Fans love the burnout. Uh, it, it is, it, you know, for someone first starting uh, their first preview of NHRA with a burnout, tell us about the strategy that's happening. What's going down during that burnout? Yeah, I mean, what we're trying to accomplish is just getting some uh, heat in the tires, uh, try to get the tires up to, you know, just a little better grip. So, um, you know, we don't necessarily do a super long burnout. We try to do it the same each time. So, you know, with I think a lot of the Coletta cars, we will do the burnout up until where the Christmas tree is, and that's that's where we, you know, you would get out of it. But uh, it's fun. Um, you know, it's things smoking the tires and, you know, the fans are all standing there. Uh, you know, the engine sounds a little different. So uh, it's exciting, but, you know, we're just trying to get some heat in the tires and get, get set up for a good run. That makes perfect sense, and I, I understand that if it's uh, too short or too long uh, of a distance, that has to be calculated just right. A lot of folks don't realize that uh, that could affect that uh, that gripping strategy. Yeah, a lot. A lot of what we do with tuning the car uh, is repetitious. So, you know, we try to, you know, as far as driving the thing, just try to hold, you know, with the clutch. You know, try not to drag the the clutch um, where you're heating up those clutch discs. Um, so we do everything the same with um, you know with our procedure as far as after the burnout coming back and putting the engine together. You know, between each round we're pulling the engine completely apart um, so everything goes back in the same so so it's just try we try to keep the, the engine and the clutch and, and everything that we do with uh, driving the car this you know as much of the same as you can uh, you know sometimes you'll, somebody will hold you up a little bit or just kind of you know, you'll have to clutch out a little longer than you'd hoped or you know so that that's the fun part of uh, racing against somebody else is uh you know, just all of what goes into that. But uh, as long as that wind light comes on, I mean, that's really that's really what it's all about. With uh, you know, me, Jim, all, and, and my whole Mac Tools team, we're hoping to get four wind lights again. And, and uh, well, we're rooting for you. We're rooting for you, no doubt. You mentioned discipline. Uh, we've got a question here, and this really comes from you know, Evit is the East Valley Institute of Technology. Uh, we have an amazing automotive program here, uh, nationally recognized. Uh, discipline is a key factor in life for sure. What would you say to some of these up-and-coming students uh, that may just had, hey, they had a tough day, they had a tough week, and perhaps they're 
they're thinking maybe I don't want to get into this automotive trade because I couldn't quite get this right. What would you give them as advice on how to overcome some of those challenges? Yeah, with what we do out there, um, you know, working with your hands, working with, you know, Mac tools and, you know, and just taking the car apart, putting it back together. I mean, nobody can take you know, that kind of knowledge away from anybody that's good with working with their hands, welding, uh, fabricating, uh, assembling, disassembly. So um, it's a passion. I mean, it's just something you love to do, uh, you know, if you're one of the mechanics or any part of our team. So, um um, but really, the the main thing is just attention to detail uh, with our guys and everything we do. You know, you just it's got to be right. It's just a you know, in some cases, it's just the smallest of detail that you know keeps the consistency of what we need to have to win these races. That's right, Doug. Now, one of the things you know, most of the students here probably can relate to this, and I'm going to bring them into focus on it. When you guys win a race back on the starting line, and you, you never get to participate in it, thank God, uh, you guys do a mosh pit down there. Your whole team does. Where did that start? What, what happened with that? It started with a slug in the stomach, and now it's a full-on mosh pit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like you say, it's something you want to stay clear of, unless you're a lot stronger than me, because I, I think if I got on the bottom of that pile, it'd probably <laughs> it could carry me off. But, but no, it's, the guys are very passionate. Um, you know, we all, you know, we're four teams that, you know, work very well together and very close together. So um, it's great that, you know, we can uh, all feel the accomplishment of any one of our cars uh, winning and, uh, you know, and enjoying in the fun. That's right. I'll tell you, it's a family motorsports. You know, your uncle, Connie Coletta, you know, is the owner of the whole team, the whole tribe, so to speak. There uh, lots of history with him going way back. He's still out there. He's still doing it. You know, he's got you out there, you know, the, the whole family teams all around there. I mean, it's nothing but family motorsports. We encourage everybody, head on out to Wild Horse Pass this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Friday, if you're really bored, you can play hooky from work. But a couple good days of racing. Weather's going to be great. Every ticket's a pit pass. Run down to the Coletta group, group down there. You're going to find a lot of those guys are very accessible. And Doug might even give you some tips on how to do a burnout. <laughs> exactly. I'd be happy to. Yeah, I was just going to. Uh, <laughs> part of your group would, uh, would be happy to have come out, or your listening group too, as well. Yeah, Doug, I was just going to say, uh, for one to take a Friday off, I think productivity would be uh, increased that following week for sure. That's a great way to go out. Uh, Doug, thank you so much for for spending some time with us. We so appreciate you. Wish you well. Uh, the whole Kalita Motorsports family, thank you so much for spending time with us here on Wrench Nation. And no problem. Thanks for uh, having me on today. There you go, Doug. We'll see you in a couple of days. All right. Take care. All right. On the phone with us, the wiser advisor, JB, from Bolt-On Technology. Yo, Frank and Steve. How you guys doing? Good. How you doing, JB? Sounds like he's in I'm the doing toilet. Pretty good, but <laughs> following up after Doug there, I don't know. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. I was saying to Steve, well, we had we had you hold it on. Thank right. you for holding. Ah, we, we we love JB. Good. Yeah, we love JB. Um, and you know, we just never know. This is the way it goes. Look, this ain't the Oprah show, man. We That's you know when we get radio. when we when we get this is when we get guests like a Doug Kalita and we and you guys 
tune in for the next remainder of the show in the second hour. We got more guests, surprises. But, JB, the people want to know every week, JB with the Bolt-On family, uh, the wiser advisor, you got a challenge question for us this week? Yes, I do, gentlemen, and it's related to today's topic. So you ready? Yes, go ahead. We're ready. All right. Though the NHRA dragster engines are heavily modified, they are still based on a basic engine design made by which of the following manufacturers? General Motors, Chrysler, Ford, Chevy. Mm. Oh, lots of shaking of heads in the studio right now. Yeah. <laughs> Repeat read the question. Yeah, One more time. Okay, though the NHRA dragster engines are heavily modified, okay. they are based on an engine design, design that is made by which of the following manufacturers? General Motors, Chrysler, Ford, or Chevy. All right, so what do you guys think? Our right, listeners need you. to call in at 480-655-8870. What do you think? 480-655-8870. This is a tough one for me. Well, Not if I is. go back it's to right. the history and you go back to the history of racing, I mean, I got some idea, but I don't want to say yet. Well, you almost think like, like it, you know, you think about the history of racing, you almost yep. think like, well, oh, like Ford and Chevy did really good. Yeah. A, I'm surprised Honda wasn't in there. Oh yeah, right. We got drift. the history of racing. <laughs> well, Wally. wait, wait a minute. We got a, a long time ago. We, we got drifters listening. Be careful. Four eight zero six five five eighty eight seven zero. If you get the answer right, we'll give you your choice of Pot of Gold Music Festival tickets for three days or Renaissance Festival tickets for four. Yeah. Four eight zero six five five eighty eight seven zero. Yeah, we're giving all kinds of stuff. Uh, Call now. And if you're listening live and you're out of state, I'll tell you what. Uh, if you call in, obviously we give you these tickets for these local events. Doesn't work for you. Hey, I've got T-shirts, man. They're fresh off the presses. Uh, so if you <laughs> call in with an answer, you get yourself a fancy, a fancy schmancy Ranch Nation Car Talk T-shirt. Uh, we had just talked to Doug Kalita, uh, Kalita Motorsports, and I got to say, in, in sort of picking up the theme uh, from what Wally said, he said something that really triggered me. It continued to trigger to me. Um, and I'm sure if you're listening, it does perk you up a little bit. Family motorsports, family sports. You know what bugs me? And maybe you guys can relate. And JB, I'm going to pick your brain on this one. You know, as, as parents, we start our kids in sort of a lively, joyful, you know, fun soccer, fun baseball. Now I get it. As they get older, there's competition, but it just seems like a lot of those sports, as a talent develops, I mean, I get the family of a team, but it's not really, like, I don't see an association with family and community, like NHRA. You've been to the track. You've been to the races. Am I off here in this sort of commenting or thinking about that? Well, no, I think you're absolutely on the thing that the people that are at the races, uh, Doug and his crew, have to be a family because they need to live together closely and they have to work together really closely. And if you're not a family, if you're not a family team, that's never going to work. And just like you said, it's repetition, but also you have to have details, pay attention to details. And the only way you're going to do that is to have a really close-knit group of people. Yeah, to me it sounds like special forces military-wise because, or just military in general, um, you know, you, you've got your... Your platoon, everybody's just lock, stock in in line, and you train and train and train. Um, Wally, how many in the in the pit? Is it seven? 
You've got seven fellas or yes. gals in the pit. Yeah, there, there's not a specific number, but that's you know they're not mandated Usually. a specific number. Okay. Um, you, you figure you got two head guys, you got a bottom end guy, you got a blower guy, you got the crew chief. Uh, so you're six, maybe seven, depending on if you got uh, maybe you got a tire wiper or something going on there too. I um, would I would do that. I'd like to tire wipe. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you the cool thing is is you get to do it up on the starting line. That's a big deal. Uh, tire wiping. We're going to talk more about that. Uh, but Are you qualified, buddy? I hopefully. I don't know. I gotta. I gotta. He's ask, tire wiping certified. Are I'm you a, kidding me? Over dinner tonight, I'm going to ask my kids. Uh, we always do the whole. Uh, how was your day? Well, honey, uh, kids, do you think I'd make a good tire wiper? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> That's it. Hey, we've got some listeners on the hold here. Uh, let's play the game real quick. All right. All right. Who do we have on the phone? This is Blaine. Hey, Blaine, how you doing? Where are you calling from? Uh, I'm calling from Waddell, Arizona. Very nice. Way up in Waddell. Wow. Oh, the Wrench Nation is getting way up there. Thanks for listening. Hey, man. Okay. So, JB, repeat your question. Okay. The NHRA dragster engines are heavily modified. They are based on what basic engine design made by which of the following manufacturers? General Motors, Chrysler, Ford, or Chevy? All right. What do you got, Blaine? Uh, I think it was a Chrysler Hemi. Whoa, Daddy. Wow, yes, it you is. Got it. You now, got listen. It. Wait a minute. Um, so you are calling from Odell? Waddell. 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 I'm sorry. Waddell. Uh, there's no internet up there, so I know that you didn't <laughs> cheat. <laughs> he does, too, have internet in Waddell. He puts the fork in the toaster, and it makes the Wi-Fi work. Well, I'll tell you what. What's your knowledge? Um, how did you know that that was Dodge? Are you are you a big fan of NHRA? Um. I'm a big fan of racing in general, but nice. I've been in uh, numerous situations in racing from circle track to drag racing and a lot of different things. Nice. Well, you hit it right on the head, and we appreciate you hanging. You want a T-shirt or you want a little? No, it's Pot of Gold or it's uh, Renaissance Festival. But he's way up there. I don't so know he, he, he can drive there. What do you think? You want? What, what would you like? Uh, T-shirt's cool. Hey, I told All right, you. Wrench Nation T-shirt. I'm telling you, we're selling T-shirts. Yeah, throw it in the mail now. <laughs> uh, get with Bree, and, and she'll get your information. And, brother, if you're not on Facebook, man, head on over there. We do a lot of stuff over there. We are so Thank appreciate Thank you, Blaine, for it. listening to Wrench Nation. We have another listener on hold. His name is the same as my name. His name is Stephen. Hey, Stephen, what's up? How you doing? Good. Where are you calling from? Mesa. Oh, that's not so far away. Not so far. We're right here in Mesa he, right now. Yeah, he'll still want a T-shirt. Okay, I what, guarantee you. What he about, wants a T-shirt. I, if, if you're willing to give him, I'm like, hey, let's do the Wrench Nation shirts. Um, you got next hour, you got a question, right? Yeah. Let's use it right now. All right. Because we got this nice guy on the phone. Well, I, I didn't really prepare a next hour <laughs> question, to be honest with you. All right. Well, come up with a question about well, racing, Frank, or what, what, Wally, we'll, help us out. Well, we'll, we'll make it enticing, uh, you know, but we want to ask you a few questions, though. Uh, are you headed to the races this weekend? Uh, no. Not this weekend. Okay. Okay. Have you been in an NHL race? I have gone to a few, yes. What was the feeling your first time? Oh, it's, uh, it's exciting. W- were you a bit handicapped afterwards? <laughs> Did you have to plug your ears? Like, could you hear it all? Uh, no, I spent most of my time in the in the stands, but uh, you end up coming out of there pretty much yelling at each other because yes. you can't hear what's going on. <laughs> well, I tell you, I uh, I just read an account. I of course I don't know firsthand. I'm sure Wally Cahill. Uh, Wally, have you seen a couple of uh, ear bleeds on the track? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Um, no, but I've had a couple of ear bleeds. Oh, uh, you have firsthand. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's something uh, I. 
I describe it as sonic. It actually like rattles your insides. Yeah. You know, I mean, people don't realize the fact that 10, 11,000 horsepower will do that to you, to the air around there. And I've been standing on the starting line in between two top fuel dragsters. Oh, wow. Um, that's, that's so fun. that's a combination of about 20,000 horsepower and a whole lot of pressure. My pal Robbie Unser, Bobby Unser's son, right. it knocked him flat on his back. Well, I'll tell you what. Let me ask you a question as you're listening. If I could get you to the track this weekend, would you have the time to go? Oh, I'm sure I could probably make the time. Not going to be out of town. Well, I'll tell you what. If you're available, just because this is probably the best thing that I can give you, how about you two tickets to the races from our family to you? Would you like that? Sure. It's a done deal. Sweet, hang on a second, and Bree will get your info, Stephen, and Frank will get in touch with you, all right? Okay, thank you. Hang on one second, all right? Well, that was very generous of you, Frank. Well, I didn't want to promote too much because, like, you know, I sure. have two tickets, and I just felt we don't plan anything here at Wrench Nation. I was just getting the, the, the Wrench Nation drag racing that beats a t-shirt, going here. dude. That beats a T-shirt. No, I just <laughs> felt like, you know, I, I just said, let's give the man tickets. I think he's, right he's available. Right so get with Bree on that one. Uh, and as the future rolls, we, uh, you know, as the show grows, guys, uh, hey, tell your friends. The more people listening, the more I can go beat up and get us tickets. <laughs> yes. That's kind of how it works. <laughs> so, uh, Wally, so, you know, on race day, we were out at Test and Tune, which was awesome. Right. Um, a bit more relaxed, but still business at hand. Um, you've seen these things go down over the years. One interesting fact that I didn't know, and a lot of you listening probably don't know either, but in the pit, when they're warming these rails up, you would think that they're, they're getting fed this nitromethane from the tank. Right. They're not. No. All they're doing is squirting in the throttle plate a little bit into that, in, that super well, charger. Well, that's Am I the, right? That's to get it going. Right. It, right. And a lot of times they're running alcohol in the pits. For safety. No. No, uh, no, just because they don't want to do the extra wear and tear on it. Just ah. like when they go out to do the burnout, one of the things that we were going to talk about with Doug, uh, as far as the burnout procedure, they do that with a throttle stop on, holding the throttle plates closed. So they're doing that burnout with about a tenth of their horsepower yeah. <laughs> that's actually available, right. and they're only doing it on one fuel pump. So when they stage, you hear the whole motor kind of draw down, you know, and start lugging. That's when they turn on that second fuel pump. And if you can see inside the cylinder, it's just about flooded completely to the point of hydraulicking that cylinder. Hydrolocking. Yes. Um, tell me about this hydrolocking. So, and, and, and certainly we got the lucky foot on the Wrench Nation show. We're not saying anything. We want everybody to win. But when that rail is running down about half track and you see it go sideways a little bit, to the point where it, it it's sideways uncorrectable because those are little sissy wheels on the front. Those are tiny. You, <laughs> I mean, really, right? You ain't. I mean, but, but the rail's really long, so it, it it's not like a short wheelbase, so it's lo- easier to control at speed. Losing a cylinder mid track, or two or three, is that that's a common fight. That's well, a it, common challenge. Yes, it's a it's a common challenge, and what you have to think about um, over a thousand horsepower per cylinder. So what happens is when one of those cylinders goes out, you'll see like a, uh, they call it uh, 
they, they call it a wet tube or basically, you know, the spark plug isn't firing anymore. So you're spewing liquid out of one of those cylinders and what drives them the opposite way. So like if a, a cylinder goes out on the left bank, it's going left. And the reason it's going left is it's lost all that downforce coming out of the, out of the exhaust pipe, out of the header. Um, that's how, that's how delicate it is. So when it starts to spin the tires a little bit and you got to back out of the throttle and get back into it again, you always take the chance because everything's done on timers, the clutch timing and everything, it's always done on timers. So just that tenth of a second, you're out of the throttle and back in, you pretty much screwed up everything that was synchronized for the run, and now you're going to be limping through just hoping you get the wind light. Wow. Kind of reminds me of uh, all my Navy military peeps, like an old battleship. You couldn't fire from the port side at the same time all those cannons right because it just It'd tip it over it all tips so there is a balancing effect hey and the other thing steve yes uh, you know what one cylinder equals the horsepower while you nascar people more than a nascar engine did yes. you know this one this really? is crazy yes. Yes. yeah yes yeah uh, well what one nhra top fuel motor equals the first what is it the first 10 rows is it five rows? For first five rows, ten cars. Uh, so one one NHRA motor has more than the first five rows of a NASCAR race. How about that? Well, I'll tell you, JB, you've been hanging patiently with us. Yeah, uh, we love you, JB. Thanks. Some someday we're gonna have a, a jet come pick you up and fly <laughs> you into the studio every week. <laughs> JB, are you with us? Oh, maybe he's gone. No. He's oh, gone. here he is. JB's there. JB, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, I'm here. there you go. So sorry. We were just talking. I mean, actually, it's pretty stunning, um, The just the, the magnitude. Now, JB, your understanding as well, and Wally, is that there isn't a dyno that you can really test this for horsepower. Like no, a, no, there's not a dyno. just way too much. Yeah, there's not a dyno big enough, unfortunately. Yeah. So what's the math calculation? I mean, right now, I remember when I was going big time back in the day, it was six, 7,000 horsepower, but now we're talking about, 10, 11,000. 11,000, is that right? That's what they're saying, 11,000. But every, How do you calculate that? You, you don't. And I think there's a little bit of a BS factor going on there, <laughs> only because you can't calculate it. So mysteriously, they seem to be making an extra 500 to 1,000 horsepower every time you talk to them. Um, I'd rather see, personally, six to 8,000 horsepower, make it manageable, uh, and maybe you don't have to tear it down every run. Well, now nah, the people want to see speed, Wally. Come on. We yeah, want to yeah, see fast. Fun. Yeah. Well, well they, they want to hear the pop of the nitro. Yeah. Hey, JB, so uh, when was your last experience with uh, Top Fuel Funny? Well, I actually have to admit to have not been able to go to a track yet. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. Oh, you, you're, you're virgin. Now you have to fly him out for that, Frank. I'm thinking. Do we, <laughs> wait a minute. Does Frank have airline tickets? <laughs> no, but Doug Coletta flies airplanes. That's right, with Coletta Air. That's right. Well, just borrow one of his planes. That's what we could do. <laughs> uh, JB, any last words for we, uh, before we go to the break? Any uh, anything you'd like to say? Well, about one of the most crazy crazy things to think about is we found out it's a Chrysler Hemi type engine, and it's a very basic, old fashioned engine that they're using. And what they're basically just doing is ramming air and fuel into it, using crazy things to make this thing produce more power than anything else on the street. And that's pretty amazing. Uh, kind of like putting a couch in a blender. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, hey, we, J- JB, got, yeah. got a quick thing for you here. We're talking about these Chrysler Hemis. We're talking about all the horsepower. 
You know I test the car every week? Guess what mm-hmm. I'm testing this week? A Chrysler Hemi. You got it. A Hellcat. Oh. The, the, the wide-body Challenger Hellcat. We're doing a video wow. on that. Uh, just just a mere 707 horsepower. Wow. We're, do, we're doing a Facebook video on that. There ain't no doubt about yeah. that. And you know they actually even use the air conditioning on that thing to get further power out of it. No, you know, I thought that would be a great idea many years ago. Just go ahead and run it through the airbox. Jamie, we appreciate you, brother. We'll catch you next week. JB with Bolt-On Technology, the wiser advisor. Always appreciate you, brother. Thank you. And Wrench Nation will continue after the break. Wrench Nation Car Talk. Call or text your questions now. 480-655-8870. It is hour number two of our Wrench Nation NHRA Spectacular. Yeah, we welcome you guys back. Uh, if you had been new to the show, of course, we we backed it up and said, let's do another hour. So that's three to five. Yes. Uh, if you're catching this on the podcast, you guys rock. We appreciate you. Uh, this show is all dedicated to the the wonders, the monstrosities, the feel it in your kneecaps, people. Top Fuel Funny Car. Uh, you may have seen it on TV. We invite you out to the racetrack this weekend. A great time with your family. Uh, we had Doug Kalita on, and we do have a very special guest. We have the 2017 Funny Car Champ. Robert Height is in the house. What is happening, Robert? Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for having me on. But you're right. You know, if, if you've never been to a race, you've got to get out there. If you've only seen it on TV... It doesn't do it justice. You've got to get out there and feel it, hear it, smell it, everything. Robert, this is what happened to me. I'm a victim. My first time out. In fact, I had I Rob I had I had my daughter out and she braved it better than I. I needed surgery afterwards. Oh my goodness. It was, it was so great. Uh coming off of a amazing 2017 championship season, um, how are you preparing mentally? to get out there for another great winning season. Tell us about that. Well, uh, you know, so far so good this year. Uh, we've, uh, we, went, we were in Phoenix testing a few weeks ago, and then we started the season out in Pomona. I uh, didn't get the win, but I got a runner-up, and uh, we were number two qualifier. Uh, we're doing well. Uh, we're, kind of fini- we're kind of started where we left off last year. I feel we're in a good place. And we're coming to Phoenix this week, and if you look at the weather forecast, the conditions are going to be unbelievable. Boy, You're going to see records. I promise you, you're going to see records in Top Fuel and Funny Car. Well, I tell you, uh, with over 305 races, Robert, uh, seasoned out there, we got a lot of youngsters who are up and coming in motorsports, and they may have a few losses. Talk to me about your advice. Give them the advice. We heard Doug talk about it's in the belly, it's the passion, it's the spirit. Give these youngsters an idea of what they can do to overcome some of those challenges so that they're back, fresh start, ready to rock. Well, you know, uh, my daughter, she's 13 years old, and she's racing junior dragsters, okay? She's been racing uh, junior dragster since she was eight years old. So she, at 13 years old, is way ahead of dad. I didn't start driving a, a race car until I was in my 30s. Uh, I started as a mechanic, started working on the race cars, and then John gave me an opportunity to drive. So kids these days have 
have it made. I mean, they can get into a junior dragster and work their way up, come up super comp dragsters, then go into the alcohol classes, and then, you know, nitro or pro stock. So I spent last weekend in Irwindale with my daughter, and, I mean, I can't believe these kids and the competitiveness. I mean, if you don't go out there and cut a 20 or better light and run within a hundredth of your index, you're going home. I can I can see that, and I got to share the experience, Robert. You know, I coached volleyball for a little bit, and it got serious with these kids. I don't remember growing up with it all too serious. And this competition amongst these youngsters is incredible. Hey, in that AAA Auto Club car that you got, um, tell us the logic, the strategy. We have a little lake next to our track, and we know that the temperatures will be ideal. In the afternoon, what's a little different in strategizing uh, that lake effect, if you will, on possibly the track temperatures? Well, basically, I mean, what what our enemy is is track temperature, okay? We can make horsepower in any kind of air. Even up in Denver, we can, we can spin the supercharger faster and put timing in it and nitro percentage. We can do a lot of things to manipulate horsepower. But your enemy is track temperature, okay? And when it's sunny and... 80, 90 degrees, the track temperature is up 120 degrees. So it's greasy, and you've got to slide the clutch to get the car down the track. Well, we're going to be facing temperatures in the low 60s, and the track temperature is probably going to be in the 80s or 90s, and that is what we call mine shaft conditions. It's like going to Disneyland. It's what you dream of. And basically, this weekend, the, the conditions are going to be absolutely you, you couldn't write a better script for a race so um i'm pretty fortunate i hold the national et record for funny car and speed record oh boy and that's we got a clap on that one there are you kidding me i'd give you a burnout but we don't have it queued no, up no i actually do i actually have his car right. on youtube robert Hyde funny car burnout are you ready let's set it up to 2017 funny car champ with the et here record. we go hit it Right there is Robert's car. <laughs> that was you, Mr. Height. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you, you mentioned, and we so appreciate that, um, you know, we mentioned that, and that's what's really cool. Of course, we, we certainly don't have to uh, preach to the Force family, but, you know, the feeling of an HRA, it, gosh, it's bringing families together, really. And I know there can be some struggles uh, within the race season, and, and that requires a lot of discipline, but from a fan perspective, Man, I don't, Wally, I don't see that anywhere else, really, that's so approachable and everyone's getting together and just Okay, let's it. let's bring something out. Robert, it's Wally Cahill here. Now, what you guys have is very unique in the sport. Family Motorsports, I mean, all around NHRA, if you look all the way through John Forrest Racing, you guys are all immediate family. You know, how cool is that? You get to hang out with your father-in-law all the time. Uh-oh. <laughs> We we won't ask for stories there, Robert. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not telling anything. I'm not either. saying anything. He said, <laughs> uh, Robert, let me ask you real quick. We got a lot of wrenches, up and coming mechanics, automotive technicians, uh, with the industry going. You know, this telematics, this control layer networks. You know, there's a good segment of youngsters that 
you know, they may not be interested on a path for driving. How does a younger mechanic get started uh, and end up maybe working on a funny car or a top fuel dragster? I can tell you right now, we have a shortage of good trained techno, you know, technicians. Um, when I, when I went to get a job on a, on a nitro team, it was hard to get on. I mean, there was, there was people standing in line. Okay. And I was fortunate enough to get on good teams and get to on John Force's team. But truthfully, anymore, you're seeing less and less younger people working on cars. So there's a shortage. We, you know, if, if you're a good trained mechanic, you can get a job any day on a top fuel or funny car team. And if you have a, a CDL driver's license, man, that, that guarantees you a job because wow. our mechanics also drive. Um, you know, tech, tech schools, we hire out of tech schools. Uh, those guys are, you know, come right out of school and they're ready to go right into battle on a race car. So good stuff there. Um, we, you I know, had to do it the, the hard way. You did, yeah. And no, I, it's like getting on the fire department. Back in the day, they were only hiring one firefighter. <laughs> I exactly. totally get that. That's exactly right. You know, Robert, we, we talk about this all the time uh, as aftermarket garages, and for that matter, uh, dealership, uh, middle management, ownership, and stuff. One of the conundrums is, boy, we can't find talent. And, um, you know, I did a podcast earlier, actually, with Ratchet and Ranch, and we talked about how we've got to groom our talent uh, through these great automotive programs at a high school level. And so if you're listening, uh, you've got a 2017 Funny Car Champ, over 300 races. The advice is straightforward. Get it in your belly. If you want an opportunity, it is there, people. Um, Doug, uh, Kalita said earlier, during his burnout strategy, we have to ask you, Robert, without any secret sauce, maybe there's some secret sauce, what is the strategy for you during a burnout? Consistency. To do the same thing every single time so that when I pull up to stage, the temperature of the clutch, the temperature of the tires, the temperature of the engine, everything is the same. And, you know, part of what we do is consistency. You've got to be consistent every single run. And if I start changing it up and, and not doing the same thing every time, my crew, crew chief and their team and the team, they're chasing their tail. They're, you know, they're guessing what I'm going to do next. So my job is to be consistent. And wow. that's what I try to do every single time. The discipline, uh, definitely. 2017 Funny Car Champ. We appreciate you, Robert Height, out of the Force Camp. We appreciate you. We'd love to have you on in the future. We're going to be out there. Uh, we'll look forward to seeing you guys. Good luck on the track. Be safe, and uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you so much. Thank you, Robert. Thanks for having me, guys, and I'll, I'll be glad to come on anytime. Thanks, Thank Robert. You. Appreciate it. We're going to leave with the burnout because he's got one more on here. This one is from Extremely Close. This camera is right next to the car. Hey, wait a minute. You ready for this? If you're listening, put some earplugs on. Yes, exactly. Turn your radio down. Let's see how it sounds. Oh! No! No! Oh! Oh! Now, see, if you got an old... Oh, that hurt. The problem is if you ain't got the right speakers... I'm saying if you got an old Datsun where the pitch is really high, (laughs) that would have sounded like a broken flute or something. (laughs) You guys stay tuned. we got a jam-packed show. We've got more driver interviews. Uh, From what I understand, this is the only show right now in Arizona that's covering NHRA deep people. Uh, We please... 
stay tuned. We've got some more driver interviews for you guys right here on Wrench Nation. Car talk, car culture, car tips, car music, all that is car. This is Wrench Nation with your hosts, Frank and Steve. Time flies when you're having fun, as it does always here on Wrench Nation. Yeah, we're super grateful uh, if you guys are just tuning in to have uh, just some great family, community, and don't forget some disciplined drivers, uh, winners on the racetrack. You know, we see this on TV and we don't realize it's like, oh, that was done in four seconds. And we don't realize right. it's a lot of work. Man, I'll tell you. One thing, too, and we didn't hit on it with, with Doug or with Robert, uh, with the burnout sequence. If they go out, say, for instance, I mean, they measure the fuel they put in. You talked about the amount of fuel that goes through per second on there. If they go a little bit long on the burnout or they sit a little bit long on the starting line, which they call burning each other down, temperatures go up. But what people don't realize, these things use so much fuel, they're apt to run out of gas before that 1,000 wow. feet or fuel. I shouldn't say gas. It's not gas. Well, let me ask you because it seemed like like the the crew chief – that's a key position. That's sort of, could we say it's the coach? It's yes. The, you know, no, it's the brains. It of the is outfit. the brains, and and I can imagine, like test and tune is serious. You know, they're they're you know they're going through all their preliminaries. But man, race weekend, do you see a different animal coming out of a crew chief? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, that's why we we talked about it before. We don't do anything with these guys on race day. Respectfully, absolutely, um, yeah. Now. As I say that, I have to bite my tongue because we're out there live from six to ten with KTVK Channel Three. The you know on race day. Well, let's plug. Um, I'm. We we'll just say we. So you guys know. Are they the only local AZ family Channel Three? Well, well, pretty much local. Okay. But, but are they the only one out there? Are you asking? Well, probably not. Yeah, probably. Oh, but yeah. then it, all you need to know is that Wally Cahill. I, yeah, you'll I'm, be I'm, out there. I'm, I'll be out there. I'm field producing. I set up the interviews for Kim Cantera, the best weather girl in town. Uh, the only accurate weather girl in town, I might oh, say, too. That was your point. And, yeah, okay, so, Kim, you owe me 20 bucks. That's uh, it, Kim. <laughs> you, yeah. I know you're listening, you yeah. gearhead, Kim. That's right. But I also have, for this week's car, not, not the one we're reviewing right here. Not yet. But yeah. Sunday morning, you're going to see the new 2018 Challenger wide body Hellcat. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Seven hundred and seven horsepower of supercharged wow. Emmy. All right. The question that people want to know, because you just described it, they probably saw some video of it. Can we do a video on that one? Sure. All right. I'm, I'm talking like, can we go to Bondurant? I'm putting you on the spot. Don't answer that. <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot. You want to take that I'll, thing I'll, out and just let I'll, it go? I'll, don't I'll, you? I'll, I'll, oh no. I'll tell. I'll tell you what. Because this, this is so funny that you say that. About five minutes ago, while we were on the air talking to Robert, yeah, I got a text from Jennifer over at NHRA. At two o'clock tomorrow, I'll be out at Bondurant with Leah Pritchett. Oh, Leah! On, oh, on she's the a rock track star. Yeah, with a Hellcat. Uh, tell the people if they don't know if they're new to NHRA, uh, Leah Pritchett. Yes, we, Leah Pritchett. we can't. I mean, you can't have a discussion of NHRA without having a discussion about Leah Pritchett. Well, well, you know what you have there is you have your your. Your basic female, when I say basic female, that's no disrespect. She's a female gearhead that was a fan. Her husband races. He's on a crew. Uh, you know, it's a fam, again, a family motorsport. So, wait, you, now you said basic. Are you talking about, was she like working in the background and said, hey, I want to do this? She was selling t shirts. Yeah. Well, I tell you, I've seen a run. Yeah. 
That's, no, no, no. She's competitive. Yeah, last year she won the first two races, Pomona and the Phoenix race. Yeah, and Leah, if you're listening, you call into the show. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I think I think you're here. Are you you probably here staying somewhere if you're hitting the well, Bondurant tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, no, she'll be out there tomorrow like I said. All right. I, well, I, I'm te- I'm teasing you guys listening. Uh we're going to give you something uh big on the Ranch Nation Facebook. So spread the word. Uh you know, we're going to do something via video. I always like to take you guys from the studio down in the garage. And you know, yeah, I mean, I'm not running a uh any racing in the garage. But we like to take the show into the garage and, you know, formulate that into some uh, value, some entertainment, you know, and and keep it real and raw. Well, we'll take a good hard look at that new 2018 Hellcat widebody. We're going to find out why they sent it to me. It's a wide body. Are they trying to tell me something? (laughs) (laughs) Wally, that's Wally wide body. Tell you and I something. Wally wide body Cahill right there. That's it. Well, I, I resemble that remark. So let me ask you something about the crew chiefs, uh, some of the strategy. We hear about it on football teams, uh, perhaps midseason, uh, offensive coach perhaps uh, gets demoted or, you know, they switch it up. Uh, or better yet, let's go to the athletes. Uh, receivers now playing a different position. Tell me about there was a switch up uh, within forces camp midseason maybe, and they, they switch things up like that. You what? know what, and he does that almost – Every year. Okay. You know, he really does. What what they do, I mean, the chemistry between the teams is, is very important. All these guys, all these teams, like I said, all four drivers are related. All four teams are pretty much consistent. They may, you know, drop one here, drop one there, and add one. Um, but they all do everything. They know what they're doing. So if the chemistry, say, between Robert and his crew chief, uh, who he's working with, for some reason, they're just not clicking. They're not, they're not fighting. They're just not getting it done. You know, John will say, stop, everybody switch, you know, and you do it again. And he's not afraid to do it. And last year. It gets it, respect for doing it. People listen. Well, if you look at what he did last year. I'm top, saying, Top yeah. fuel championship, funny car championship inside the John Forrest camp. That doesn't happen very often, especially if you're up against Don Schumacher Racing and the mega dollars they've got over there on that side of the fence. God, that's not a play. That's not like a playbook you can have written out. I think there's no. a lot of that is gut. I mean, with John Force, uh, legend, uh, champion on the track, champion as an individual uh, who, in fact, just got his doctorate. Correct. Yes. Let's yes. talk about that. You guys listening understand, Doctor John, Doctor John, boy, John, if you're listening. Carlos. Yeah. Anybody from the Force family. They're all in California. I know they are. We were we were grateful to have our, our friend, our 2017 champion on. Uh, NHRA legend awarded honorary doctorate uh, from the University of Northwestern Ohio. And that really stemmed from years and years of contributing passionately to the safety of the NHRA program. Yes. Uh, you know, as big fans. Big deal. Big that deal. is a big deal. Uh, we're going to dive into some of that safety. Look, as fans, no matter what sport we're watching, yeah, there's a little thrill, you know, and, and you know, helmet to helmet, and you know, oh wow, that engine blew. But man, we don't wish that on the track. That's some dangerous. People have really, I mean, paid the price. It's a hand grenade. It is. Yeah, whether whether it be the motor, the transmission, well, not so much the transmission. They have no transmission. It's it's one speed. Yeah, uh, right. But they have a clutch that could have five or six discs inside. Uh, and when those things come apart, they have a titanium 
bulletproof scatter shield bell housing, basically. That's, oh, that's supposed to retain that that concussion and keep that stuff from flying out. Because what used to happen in the old days, when you talk about safety, uh, drivers' legs used to get cut off doing that. Just so you know, John Force uh, joins the great Richard Petty uh, as the first drag racer, uh, joining up with Richard Petty to earn uh, a uh, a degree uh, wow. in this way. Yeah, that's. Uh, it says right here, verbatim, Force became the first drag racer recognized for the honorary doctorates from UNOH, joining NASCAR greats Richard Petty and Richard Childress. Can't forget that. Okay. so Richard, if you're listening, I, I didn't mean you. Right, but so, he's, not, he's not a driver. He's an owner. He's not. He's an owner, but it's still within that arena. You know why he's the first drag racer? They, they have such a short attention span, they can't keep focused for more ah, than four seconds. <laughs> Mr. Force, did you hear that? You definitely got a call, and you can't let Wally get away with that. Uh, Force, when I was quoted, is saying, I never had this oppor- uh, kind of opportunity. I learned on the racetracks in the boardrooms. I got an education at truck stops across the country. Yep. Force told the students during a faculty uh, meeting and special ceremony, I'm honored to receive this doctorate, mainly because I saw the passion behind these students uh, for motorsports as well as their, their other programs. Uh, they're really turning their passions into careers. You know, that's what we talked about earlier. You mechanics out there, you up-and-coming wrenches, um, if you feel that, you know, you may want to go into in sort of that race career, understand, first off, have that don't ever lose the fire in your belly. No matter what you do, keep that fire, even with failure. There is opportunity. So uh, I would say to you guys, reach out to us on Wrench Nation Facebook. Who knows how we can keep you guys connected. So interesting, Robert Hyde also said there's a shortage. You know, yeah, those jobs are hard to come by, but there's still a shortage. And just like all of those skilled, te- you know, technical jobs out there available right now. Yeah. Grab we- your toolbox. Yeah. Yeah, we got more, uh, more interviews coming. Stay tuned right here on Wrench Nation. This is Wrench Nation with your hosts, Frank and Steve. And Wally Cahill hanging out, too, all about NHRA and the funny cars coming to town this weekend. Yeah, we're going to be out there, guys. If you're out Saturday, uh, Wally and I will be hanging out, and uh, we'd love to see you guys. Uh, head we're going to be looking for hamburgers over at the Forest Camp, I can tell yeah, you that. Yeah, we are, and I, I don't think we're really working. We're just going to hang, man, and have a yeah, good time. Yeah. We're not bringing any... Anything special? We just had Robert Hyde on. He has the funny car record, the first time ever, just last August, of a 3.793. So it's never been below 3.8 until then. 338 miles an hour. And then Leah Pritchett has the quickest run in NHRA history at 3.640 seconds. And I'm going to be in a Hellcat with her tomorrow afternoon. I better bring my helmet. You need a camera guy, Wally? <laughs> you need there, a is a, there is a back seat. Hey, you need a lug nut guy? The, yeah. G, the G-Force is going to suck you right up against that seat. Yeah. So welcome back. Uh, if you're just tuning in, it's, uh, we decided to dedicate, you know, the show is really about helping you with your car care, right? But we decided uh, since inception of this show, um, you know, personally, I thought, yeah, that's great. There's a lot of their car care talk shows out there. But, man, the biggest gist of this show is we, we're a community. And, and where we go, you're going to go. And we're going to travel all kinds of goodness in the automotive culture, uh, from racing, from now we're talking NHRA Top Fuel Funny Car, and it is your show. So call us, 480-655-8870. Uh, we had a great, robust discussion 
Um, we talked about this. Uh, so you guys know, in the automotive industry right now, there there is a shortage. Uh, I don't know if it's the same as the nursing industry at one point. I don't know if that's been filled. But um, just know that your local automotive garages and your local dealerships, uh, they are doing what they can, most are, to keep talented folks on board. Um, we have a lot of mechanics that are listening from across the country, and you guys are rock stars. And I will tell you that before we dive into more of this NHRA topic, be the rock star for your peers. Be the professional, not only for you, but for the rest of the industry. You know, when we talk about a shortage in anything, we can't complain. We can't beat up uh, this, that, and the other thing. It really starts with us. So just remember that. That's my little spiel. Uh, we got some driver interviews. We spent time at the uh, Test and Tune, and we, uh, we've got, we're going to set this up with J.R. Todd. So you guys know he's got 11 career wins, uh, uh, the DHL Wix Filters. Uh, funny car with Kalita Motorsports. Uh, JR has actually been running for quite some time. Um, he is uh, recently new to the Kalita Motorsports. And what's interesting about JR is, Wally, he went from dragster to funny car yes. transition. And that, yes. we talked to him a little bit about that. And we're going to get to that. But we did ask JR, hey, how did you get started? How can you get started? And so let's see what he has to say. I started out racing junior dragsters when I was 10. And, you know, got some lucky breaks along the way. Got into a top fuel car when I graduated high school and thought, hey, man, I'm going to be able to do this forever. And uh, that lasted all of about six months. You know, the sponsorship goes away. Then I became a crewman just like uh, these guys for a few years on a Nitro Funny Car team, which in turn gave me a better uh, respect for uh, these things and also taught me more as a driver on how these things work and uh, kind of what, what to expect and uh, what to do and what not to, not to do. So... Yeah, I mean, he talks a lot. He he's, he said quite a bit passionately. And what I what I heard, he started young, um, for sure, uh, junior dragsters and so on. But, man, he had said something, and a lot of us don't realize, boy, sponsors. Sponsors, sponsors. <laughs> he came out. I mean, he came out, and he, he was running and gunning and had some sponsorship issues. Well, he tell us about it. That's painful, man. Oh, yes. Painful. Oh, oh, first of all, let me tell you that NHRA drag racing, from the driver's standpoint, is probably the biggest mood swing you're ever going to have in a career, any career. Because one day you're up, next day you're down. Hero to zero in, in 1,000 feet, right there. Screw up, you go home. You're on the trailer. It's discipline. And you know what I got to say? Throughout it all, for the most part, in my, my experience, obviously, while you've been uh, 30 some odd years around the track. These folks are humble, man. Oh yeah. They're humble. That's I mean, why. That's you know, you, why. Hey, I'll call it out. I'll call it out. Some of these basketball folks, and I love basketball. I've been around it for my whole life, but you meet some of these athletes and they, they don't even want to sign an autograph. And it's my kid. Spend some time with the fans, people. So yeah. you got a lot of humble spirit. Yes. Uh, well, you, you know, you got a humble spirit. You got family. Again, we're coming back to family, you know, the family motorsports. You get out there, every one of those people has family hanging around somewhere, either working with them, traveling with them. It's a family motorsports. Drag racing is a grassroots run what you brung. It started in Union Grove, Wisconsin, a little bit of track down there by Lake Geneva and grows from there. That's yeah. where it starts. So that was uh, J.R. Todd uh, out of Kalita Motorsports driving the uh, DHL funny car. 
Uh, we did talk to our Australian buddy, uh, Richie Crampton, uh, newer uh, as well to the Kalita Motorsports, how uh, how he got started. Let's see what he says. Well, for me, you know, I grew up in Australia. I watched NHRA on TV. I read about it in National Dragster, and I just wanted to be a part of this sport. You know, this is the pinnacle of drag racing in the world. So I moved over here. I was very lucky to land a, a job with the team and uh, kind of work my way up through the ranks. And for me, just being around the race cars and the competitive nature of getting to go race each weekend and, and try and win and and the camaraderie of, of working within the team and the, and the crew guys and the crew chiefs, um, it's, it's just where I always wanted to be. And Again, it goes back to that that passion is always in there. Well, like, R- Richie didn't tell you, but he used to box kangaroos. I he really he did. He, well, actually, he didn't look like a guy. That, I tried to get out of him. Actually, when we were interviewing, I I wanted to get more out of that big breakfast. You know, I I think uh, we what did we ask him to say? Hey, how do you start the day? What kind of breakfast? And he kind of kept it, you know, generic. But I was looking for that Australian breakfast coming out of Richie Crampton. <laughs> Give me some Vegemite. That's it. Vegemite sandwich. Yes. First thing um, in the morning. Our experience out there, guys, so you know, it was just an incredibly warm. Uh, again, it was test and tune. Um, certainly, we, you know, we wouldn't uh, get involved too heavily uh, during uh, race weekend. But uh, that was Richie Crampton. Uh, seven career wins, uh, nine career final ra- uh, rounds. Uh, his career best is 3.683. We hope he changes that. He's chasing that for sure. His career best speed was 329.91. Right. But this weekend, man, like you, you're this hearing him talking it. about perfect weather right, this on, is right on by Firebird Lake, which this is, is still a called Firebird Lake. I know. We. I don't know. I have my opinion about the name change, but, hey, it's drag racing, man. That's all that counts. We're out there. Hey, um, early morning starts. I remember back in the day when Craig Treble was out there, and, of course, we haven't even mentioned motorcycles. Right. Um, but if if you get there early, what's some of the treats? They still let the fans maybe dry the track a little bit if it rains, if you get there early. Oh, no, no. They don't do that. No, no, no. no. Safety Safari is out there first thing in the morning at zero dark 30 prepping the track. When we go out there with Channel 3 like we do, at 6 o'clock in the morning, we want to go out and at least walk on the track. They don't even let us because the track is kind of like the I don't holy blame rail. Them. There's too much, man. In four yeah. seconds, there's just too much going on. Uh, we have a few minutes left. And so um, we, we talked about crew chiefs. We, we talked about sort of the culture of family, uh, a little bit of nut and bolt uh, behind uh, what's happening for horsepower. Uh, we do want to get into the new car review. Um, man, the show is so much fun. I don't even know where we're at on a clock. You, you got to <laughs> love that. We'll do the review when we come back from the break. Yeah, let's do the review when we come back, guys, because I do want to dive into some of the, um, well, I don't want to call it the secrecy, the secret sauce, but it seems like don't mess with the clutch. Absolutely. That seems to be like you, you're it. not going to, I mean, I don't care who, I don't care who you are uh, from what media network, you, you ain't going to get that secret sauce. Wally, tell us, why is that so coveted? Why is that so secretive? Okay, so that's the only thing that you're going to see a cover put over or a blanket put over, the only thing that's really secret when it comes down to it, and it's all because it's delivering the power from that 11,000 horsepower Hemi motor to the tires. The key to it is is slipping the clutch, so to speak. Purposely. Yes. Now, timing that a regular car, you ain't slipping a car. Yeah, right, right. A little yeah. car has has regular car has one disc. Right. These have five or six computer controlled, timed 
I should say not computer-controlled, they're air-controlled, believe it or not. Air-controlled stages of the clutch, they tune for how much power... So they're not electronic solenoid. You're saying they're they're pneumatic. Correct. Okay. Correct. Um, So are these clutches, after every run, replaced? No. Ah. No. What they do is they mic the the thickness of them. Do they Uh, have... So that's when the engine's out. Right. They get in that bell housing, boom, they can check it. Right, and and it's about 2,800 degrees when they go in there. That's what I understand. Even the tires after burnout is... Right, right. Tires not so bad, but I'll tell you what, you grab hold anything metal on that after a run, you're going to be leaving your fingerprints on it, I'll tell you that. I'm just saying, I want to be the guy to clean the tires, like at the... Before, we can, we yeah, can, we can probably. We can probably I think we get, get that. that. We'll do some YouTube action on that one right there. All right, you guys, stay tuned. We got the world famous Wally Cahill new car review. Maybe you guys uh, done with the old car and you buy a new car. It is tax season. Stay tuned. We got a special new car review this week with Wally Cahill. Stay tuned. Wrench Nation Car Talk on 88.7 The Pulse. Call or text your questions now. 480-655-8870 with your hosts, Frank and Steve. And I'm playing the car music because it's time for Wally Cahill's new car review. Yeah, we got a new car review, Wally. You you spend a lot of time, 24 hours, 7 days a week with these cars. What do you got this week? A Pulse. What? No. A, a pulse. <laughs> I mean, that's us. I was going to say, like a Nissan Pulse? They no, bring no. that sucker yeah, back? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, actually, this week we have the 2018 Hyundai Elantra GT. Ooh, Hyundai now, Elantra. All right. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Right, let me say right to start with, I was pleasantly surprised. A right. beautiful black paint job. Black's hard. Oh, thing, so thing. hot in this in this valley. Not now. Well, and they they dirty. No, but <laughs> <laughs> but having that in the summer, woo, I yeah. don't think so. Tell us more and about that. Uh, yeah. Okay, so we got a two liter dual overhead cam, four cylinder direct injection. We keep talking about that all the time. Making 161 horsepower and 150 foot pounds of torque. Made it to a six speed transmission with a sport mode that increases your shift points a little bit. Gives you a little bit more fuel, a little bit more timing, and to the point that when you push it, you actually can feel it. And a lot well, of let me times ask you, you can't. A lot of these cars seem to have as an added bonus, for the most part, unless you get a real basey, basey model one, sport mode seems to excite people. Yes. But they don't really use it, do they? You know, it depends on their driving style. I do because well, if you need that little shot, you know, sometimes when you're getting on the freeway, like in this case, it was a little car. But if I put it in sport mode, I could be doing 80 miles an hour at the end of that on-ramp merging into traffic. And I prefer to be proactive moving into traffic versus reactive. So I want to be ahead of the traffic, zigging and zagging and making my way through versus... So yes. you're, you're not an autonomous candidate. No. All right. Tell no. us more about this Hyundai. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Four-wheel disc brakes, 17-inch wheels. So it's ah. a small car, big wheels. Yeah. Nice profile. Nice profile, nice ride. It's right. Surprisingly nice ride. Projector beam headlights works really good at night. A lot of times you can't see good at night. Hold on a minute. Tell us the difference between regular head headlights and projector beam. Okay, projector beam is kind of like a laser beam, if you want to say. I mean, as far as... It projects as re- the light. Yes. All right. Yes. It, it looks like an eyeball versus what is, like a big old headlight. What's that do for me as a driver if I'm on the freeway at night? Uh, gives you probably about another 100 yards of vision. Well, okay. You know, All right. That's yeah. A, that yeah. may be a bonus for some... I'm blind. Especially, well, especially if you're driving between like Maricopa and the valley. That's yes. Wide no open. Lights, with no lights. Right. That's right. right. Yeah. It helps you miss those coyotes. Really out dark there. out there. Yeah. That's right. Even Kill- the horses. 
What'd you like best about this Hyundai? Probably, boy, you know, it, it, it's got the you, Apple CarPlay in it, you know, and syncs to your, your, whether it's an Android or an Apple, you know, syncs to it and has everything at a fingertip touch right there. Easy transition. Easy you get tra- in that car, you're communicating with your... And that's and that says a lot for me. I'm 61 years old. I don't do that very well. You don't do Twitter? <laughs> Who? <laughs> What's a Twitter? I thought that was Twitter. Yes. You, what I want to yeah. say about that, Wally, you gave a little bit of delay. You got excited about this car. We can feel the excitement. You had to think about it, which you because you drive a lot of cars. And I just want to say this. I want to ask you a question. With driving a new car every week, do you ever get numb? To like, uh, I mean, what are you looking for specifically? I mean, you- the the first day of a new car is always numb, and when when I say numb, you're confused. Your your mind is confused from spending one week in a car and then jumping to another one. Sure. So I make no judgments at all the first day. I just go learn to drive it. I learn how to turn the radio on. I just kind of look around in it and a natural, a natural. Yes. yes. Now the second day. I'm starting to look at stuff. I'm pushing it a little bit harder. I want to see a lot of times when and people, you know, people probably wouldn't do this on their own. I would do it. I'm going to push the car to the point. I want to see does the back end slide first or the front end when you go into a corner. And I push it to that level. All right. Well, let's get some. Uh, we got Greg Buckley in the background. Well, we hold on. How much is this car? We're going to oh, get there. Oh, I was oh, just going to oh, say. Oh. MS, Greg- MSRP. Oh. I was just going to say, Greg Buckley's holding. Give us the juice. Oh, okay. <laughs> MSRP, $20,360 as tested. Uh, the GT model, $21,360. Affordable. Wow. Yes. I shopped around. All right. Okay. Chapman Hyundai down on McDowell. Can I get it for eighteen? Oh, be careful, Boy, man. This is prob- not prices, right? Prob- you- probably not. Okay. Man, but you can probably get it for 19 All right. 19 is not bad. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the big, the, the best thing about Chapman Hyundai down there is, you know, right away if you can't afford that twenty or twenty-one grand, right. they have a tremendous selection of used cars. All right. That that price in. Well, cheaper. just to add real quick before we bring Greg Buckley, remember on Facebook we are going to start the video each week of that car. Yeah, okay. on Ranch Nation Facebook. Very cool. We thought that'd be cool to yep. do a yeah. walk on. Greg Buckley's in house. Hello, Mr. Hey. Buckley. How are you? All right, gentlemen, how's everybody tonight? Good, our blue hen of Delaware. Yeah, baby. Getting warmer out there, isn't it? It is. It was like 78 degrees out this way today. Yeah, we got the cold weather. Catching up with you. (laughs) We we got the cold weather. We're 58, so there you go. Hey, did you catch catch the interview of that uh, 2017 funny car champ, Robert Height, uh, out of that AAA Southern California auto club car? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, that's one thing. Uh, NHRA, man, it's a passionate movement. Um, you've been to the track. Come on, tell us yeah. your experience. Did you, oh, yeah. did you break mean, an yeah, ankle or something? Was, yeah, my dad was a, a, a heavy racer, stock car racer, uh, you know, in, uh, in the 60s. Well, actually, through 50s through the 70s, early 72. And we had a fabulous crew called the Bucks Boys. Oh, there you and go. We, um, that's the thing we with Bucks. Hey, Greg, I got to just say something. We got a little time. Yeah. Buckley, Mr. Buckley, a generationally owned automotive service community-minded center in Wilmington, Delaware. Man, you guys all have nicknames. We struggle with nicknames. Yeah. Like the Buck, what did you just say? The Buck Boys. Bucks Boys. Bucks Boys. That's Bucks. What, that, was the, that was the crew chief. That was the crew. So Bucks dad Boys. dad designed the Buck Boys. Yep, exactly. 
Was exactly. he exactly? What was his was. look? Give us paint the picture. He was. Uh, was this uh, in the seventies? What was he look? Did he have roll up jeans and a nice? You know, I tell you what, Frank. My dad would have been. I mean, when you talk about a Hollywood-looking guy, this guy had the looks, and you know, he still does. For seventy-eight years old, this he's still a handsome, handsome man. I got to give him props. Well, I'm going to tell you something. Um, I'm leading you up to something, my friend, because I know what your well, dad looks like, and more importantly, I know what kind of man he is. <laughs> hey, can we ever get Dad on the show? You know, I would love to get Dad on the show. He's got so much history behind him, and uh, well, I'd like to do I that. Wanted to do is okay. I'll I, I think our family, happen. our our people listening, would love to maybe throw it back, and we can legitimately not read it off a of paper back in time, but actually talk to man, an old school, uh, just award winning ranch from back in the day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So let's plant the seed. I'd love okay. to have right. pop song, good, man. Man, I appreciate that. Yeah, uh, you know, I got to say that you know what uh, the, the name of the car was bad to death. And it was an awesome Boss 302 uh, that we took every <laughs> Z. We took down every Z that came our way. We really did. Ooh, you got, you got. Wally just got it. He just took his shirt off. He's getting hot in here. He, he just got he, him excited. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we had a four, we had a 302. We had a, we had a brief period where we ran a 429 Boss. Um, we also had a 428 Super Cobra jet that we transplanted from uh, 56. Uh, uh, Ford wagons to 57 fair lanes, uh, and, and we had a lot of fun with it. We were, when you talk about living, you know, with, with a motorhead, my dad was always trying to get the next second. Um, and we were there at the beginning. What was neat about the East Coast is a lot of your East Coast racers who kind of initiate everything. Uh, you talked about Daddy Don Garlitz. Well, oh, wait a minute. We got, real... no, man. We got Southern California peeps listening right now. They're going to contend oh, with you. you. Talk about all you want. I don't man, know. East got, Coast, West got, Coast thing here. Look, I know you got Connie Kalita and you got all those champs coming out. I'm not saying anything, but I got to bring a little East Coast swag with me. All right, bring I'm talking it. Out here. You know what I mean? So, Bob Tasca. Bob, oh, Bob Tasca. Hey, Greg, we Dodge. met We met with uh, We met with the Tasca family. Yes. Okay. And, and I well, saw, we had Gartlets and and we had Bill Grumpy Jenkins and all I have a picture of me with Bill Grumpy Jenkins when I was twelve years old. Man, we got some there people listening go, right now. It's like, oh, look at these well, fools talking the about their past. Story, <laughs> the funniest story. We were at the shop, right? And here comes Don Gartlets, and no lie, he comes up and he's coming in and he goes, "My dad recognizes him right away." He goes, "What, what, Mr. Gartlets? What, what's going on?" He goes. I'm here to see the doctor. Well, we had no idea, but our family doctor, old Dr. Baker, right across from the sh- street from the shop was Gartlett's uh, doctor. We had no idea. So what's Gartlett's do? He gets in conversation with Dad. Wouldn't you know he pulls the rail up, right? He takes it out of the trailer, pulls the rail up. We have this big show going on. Now we've got tons of people. He fires it up. He plays around with us. We had an afternoon of Gartlett's rail on the, on the shop lot. And we, people, were, it was just it turned into one big party, all because Gartless needed a place to park while he went to the doctors across the street. My and goodness, was, the Buckley uh, dynasty, know. the dynasty, the legendary history of the Buckley family. Hey, we I'll need, tell you. I want to hear that story from Dad. I think the people listening want Dad's story. You think we can get okay, Dad on? I'll, I'll definitely get Dad on. I would love to. Hey, brother, we I love you every week. Away. If you guys are out of Wilmington, Delaware, check out uh, Buckley's Auto Care. Uh, just amazing in the community and we appreciate you as a 
An official show contributor, although we don't have a helicopter for you yet. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, man, a pleasure. Thanks, Buckley. We'll see you Thanks, next time. Fellas. Thanks, man. See you. The Wrench Nation Wild and Wacky News on Wheels. All right, something here in Arizona. We have no clue we're spoiled when it gets to about 35, 40. Boy, we, get, we just don't know how to deal with that kind of weather. But I tell you, the pothole season hit it really hard back east and especially in Detroit. Uh, money's kind of tight still in Detroit. There are potholes galore. Well, what people are doing is they're taking a little sand, whatever they got, and they are actually going out to their streets taking the potholes in their own hands and fixing them. So if you got a problem, start with you and fix it, people. That's the solution. Find the problem, fix it. I used to always go and fix our gravel road when I lived out in the country in North just Dakota. Just go out. What are you waiting well, for? As a kid, I would just take some shovels. and I actually probably screwed up worse. <laughs> but I said, I said, there's your weird automotive news. All right, that's Wrench Nation for this week. Of course, two hours every Wednesday from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Right here in Arizona and everywhere else around the country. And on the podcast, of course, uploaded on Sundays. Yeah, every Sunday, people, if you may have caught the show mid, uh, mid-season mid in this thing here, uh, get on iTunes every Sunday. Really important to us. Give us your show topic comments. Let us know what you think of the show. And a big deal, people, Wrench Nation, Facebook, get over there. We just talked about Wally Cahill. We're going to show you video, a couple minutes. We're not going to go crazy. The new car review. So go check out Wrench Nation Facebook. Every week, we love you people. Thanks for hanging. Be safe. Hug each other. And never forget to hug a mechanic.